Welcome to the Your Best Life for Eternity podcast. That's right, it's not about living for the now. It's about living now for eternity. This is the place where Christian maturity is measured, not by how much you know, but by how much you are obeying of what you know. We are looking to raise up an army of 100% sold-out committed followers of Jesus who are willing to give up everything, including their own lives, to follow Him and complete the Great Commission in this generation. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome. My name is Brad Taylor, and today we're talking about the world situation. But before we get to that, I want to check in from last time, see how everybody's doing. How was it this week or the past week or two serving the king, uh, serving as an ambassador for the king to make his name great and his salvation known amongst all groups of people in the world? How did it go for you this, this past week or so? Uh, second thing was, is for, if you remember, we talked about, we, we kind of looked in depth. We went from Genesis to Revelation, and we looked at God's heart from Genesis to Revelation. And what we saw was God from beginning to the end of that big book called the Bible, we saw God's heart is about making his name great and his salvation known in all the world. And so I had asked you to consider two questions. I asked you one to consider based on what God had shown you through that, what are you going to do about it? And the second question was, who are you going to share with what God has shown you? So how did you do changing your life based on what God had shown you and putting it into practice. And the second one go, did you get, second question was, did you get a chance to share that with anybody? If you did, I would love to know about it. If you would shoot me an email, it's dmcp365, dmcp365 at gmail.com. So it's dmcp365 at gmail.com. Just shoot me an email. Let me know how it went. Uh, I want to read you something here before we, before we get into the world situation, uh, it's out of uh, Psalms. It's out of Psalms 150. Uh, and it says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And I just thought, wow, man, that's so cool. You know, everything that breathes is supposed to be praising God. I don't know about you, but I think that's kind of crazy. Everything that breathes is supposed to be, in one way or another, praising God. And I'm also a quote guy. I love quotes, so I want to read you this quote. It says, In this gospel, excuse me, in this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Say that one more time. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So I'm going to ask you, any guess on who you think might have said that? Yep, you would be correct if you guessed Jesus. The standard Sunday school answer would be correct in this case, Jesus. Matthew 24, 14, if you want to go look it up. All right. So let's get to our topic today, the world situation. And before we do that, we have to define a term called people groups. So when you think about people groups, what in the world are we talking about? 
So when you read the Great Commission and it says, go and make disciples of all nations, or you read the promise to Abraham in Genesis 12, where he says, I'm going to bless you so that you will be in all nations of the world and be blessed through you. It's not really talking about nations as we think about it, like the United States, India, China, Canada, Vietnam, and so forth. Because back in those days, they didn't, they didn't have the, the nations like we had. They had more kingdoms and empires. So then what is it talking about? Well, you get in, you look around, you, you, you look at some of the stuff and the words and the context and all that good stuff. What you find out is he's really talking more about what we would call groups of people. Uh, so a very unscientific definition, but a good way to understand a people group is a people group is a group of people that's connected by language, culture, um, history, customs, things like that. And the people in a people group would refer to themselves as we, and the people not a part of that people group, they would refer to themselves as they. So people groups aren't really contained to uh, geographical boundaries of a country as we would think about it. But people groups are a group of people that are connected, like I said, through culture, language, history, and customs. Uh, to give you an idea, in the United States, there's about 500 approximately, a little less, I think it's 489 or somewhere around there, uh, people groups that are defined in, uh, are identified in the United States. In India, which has the most, there's actually over uh, 2,700 different people groups within India. Uh, there's, a, there's a website you can go to, it's called Joshua Project. If you go to Joshua Project, all one word, joshuaproject.net, uh, you can look all this stuff up. It's, uh, if you like numbers like me, you can spend hours on there researching different countries, different people groups, different regions. You can search by different, uh, different means uh, to learn more about this if you want. So that's a people group, but what about a UPG? That's shorthand for unreached people group. Okay, so an unreached people group, it has a kind of a definition uh, less than 2% evangelical, less than 5% uh, that actually attend or identify with, with a church. Uh, okay, that's a little fuzzy. I think probably the best way to, <clears throat> best way to think about it is a people, an unreached people group is simply a group of people who have little or no possibility of hearing the gospel before they die. So an unreached people group, if you're part of an unreached people group, you have little to no possibility of ever hearing the gospel before you die. And so then you have to ask yourself what happens to those people, and that's for another, uh, another episode. But I would just ask you to think about this. If you say then they're okay because they haven't heard, then aren't you saying that there's another way to get to heaven, to get to God, than Jesus? And so therefore, Jesus really didn't have to come and die. Just something for you to think about. So let's get into the topic today. Uh, we talked about last time, uh, Jesus gave the Great Commission right before, uh, actually between the 40 days of when he came back from, from being dead and when he uh, ascended back to heaven. Uh, for 40 days, we have recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts, the Great Commission. And Jesus uh, gave it at least three different times, possibly four, depending on where you think uh, the instance is in Mark. So anyway, Jesus kept reiterating this Great Commission. And so they were supposed to go out and make disciples of all nations. And so my question is, and the question we're looking at today is how over the last 2,000 years has the church done at being obedient and doing what Jesus asked and going out and making disciples of all nations? And so that's what all these numbers are about. I'll just give you a warning up front. Um, there's a lot of numbers here. 
And so we're going to go through these numbers. Then I'm going to recap the numbers at the end. But if you want some more information or you want to look at these numbers more, if you would go to the website, DMCP365, DMCP365. Uh, I've got these numbers on there. You can look at them, uh, copy, paste them, whatever you want to do with them if you want to go back and review this. So let's get to it. People groups. How many people groups are there in the world today? Well, like I said, it's not exact scientific, def definite, defined uh, definition. So these numbers are a little fuzzy. So I have rounded off. You'll see different numbers, numbers close to this on the Joshua Project website, but they won't be these nice round numbers because I rounded off for ease here. So anyway, there's about, in the world today, there's about 17,500 different people groups, which makes up 7.7 uh, .7 billion people in the world today. Do you know that? There's about 7.7 .7 billion people in the world today, which totals obviously 100% of the world's population. How many unreached people groups are there? In other words, how many groups of people are there that have little to no access or little to no probability or possibility of hearing the gospel before they die? Well, of those 17,500, there's about 7,400 unreached people groups, which total about 3.2 billion people, which is 41% of the entire world population. Think about that. Four out of every 10 people in the world, essentially, have little to no chance of hearing the gospel before they die. Four out of 10, or if you want to reduce it down, it's two out of five. So look around, count five people. Two of those, if you're looking at the entire world population, have little to no chance of ever hearing the gospel before they die. So hell's population increase. That's what we're going to talk about next. So what is the rate at which hell's population is increasing? Well, in the world today, about 6,300 people die every hour that are not, uh, have not been saved and become a new creation through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection and putting their faith in that. 6,300 die at an hour, 150,000 a day, or about 55 million a year. That's hell's population. That's the rate of hell's population increase. 6,300 people an hour. So look at your clock. Sit here for an hour. 6,300 people, on average, have now increased hell's population, and they will be there forever in a place which the Bible talks about. Why? There's a lot of suffering. Okay. But I want to focus on these unreached people group. What about the people who have never had the chance to hear? About 2,500 of those die every hour. And I'll just tell you, these numbers are on the low estimate. Okay, they're on the low side. These are on the low estimate side. So about 2,500 die every hour, 60,000 a day, or 25 million a year die who have, who have had little to no chance to hear the gospel. Well, fortunately, we have missionaries and we send them out. That's what the M stands for here, missionaries. So we send them out and the church on a whole has about 400,000 missionaries. 400,000 missionaries they send out. But the interesting part is where do they go? We have one missionary going to the 3.2 billion people, the one missionary to the 41% of the world who have little to no chance to hear the gospel for every 30 missionaries that we send out to the 4.5 billion people who already have access to the gospel. So we send one missionary to the 41% for every 30 missionaries we send to the 59% of the world's population that already has access 
to the gospel. Well, you say, but what about full-time Christian workers? Where do we send them? Well, if you take all the full-time Christian workers in the world and you look at how many are working amongst the 41% of the world, approximately 40% of the world that does not have access to the gospel, 0.37, not 37%, 0.37% of all full-time Christian workers are working amongst the 41% of the world that have no access to the gospel, little to no access to the gospel. But I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, you know, if God would call me, I would go. The fact that I'm not working amongst the 41% of the world that has no, little to no access to the gospel is because God hasn't called me. Because if God had called me, I would go. And so really, the reason that we send one missionary to the 41% for every 30 that we send to the 59%, and the reason that we have 0.37% of all full-time Christian workers working amongst the 49% of the world that don't have access to the gospel, the reason that's happening is because of God. God, who is a missionary God, as we saw last time, whose heart from Genesis to Revelation is to make his name great and his salvation known amongst all people of all the world so that his name will be worshipped from the rising to the setting of the sun, as it says in Malachi, so that there will be people from around the throne, from every group of people in the world, around the throne in heaven, worshipping God forever and ever, as it tells us in Revelation. That's God's ultimate goal, and the way he's doing that is sending one missionary to, to, to the 41% of the world and 30 to the 59% and sending 0.37% of all full-time Christian workers to the 41%. Because if God calls us, we would go because right now what I always hear is we're, I'm serving as a missionary where I live. And so if God would call me, I would go. Did you know that you take all the Christians in the world, you look at where they live and work. Did you know less than 0.01% of all Christians in the world live and work among the 41% of the world who does not have access to the gospel? 0.01% of all Christians live and work amongst the 41% of the world who have little to no access to the gospel. Do you know what that means? That means 99.99% Plus, of all Christians in the world, live and work amongst the 59% of the world that already have access to the gospel. Well, but yeah, but we support missionaries, right? We send missionaries. Sorry, getting my paper straight here. We send missionaries by giving them money. Okay, so if you look at the average household income in the U.S., it's about, it's around $50,000 per household. So if you look at what Christians give, and then what Christians give to missions, and then what part of the money given to missions goes to foreign missions outside of the U.S., and then what percentage of that goes to actually try to reach the 41%, do you know that 50, not $50, not $5, 50 cents of every $50,000 of income for Christians in the United States goes to reach the 41% of the world. 
who does not have, has little to no access to the gospel. So we as Christians are taking God's money, who he has entrusted to us to manage for him, and out of the 50,000 on average dollars each Christian household receives in the U.S., we are giving a whopping 50 cents. 50 cents to support efforts to reach the 41% or the 3.2 billion people in the world who have little to no access to hear the gospel before they die. So let's just run through this real quick, a recap here. There are 7.7 .7 billion people in the world. Of that, 3.2 billion we call unreached, which means they have little to no uh, possibility of hearing the gospel before they die. Of those 3.2 billion, about 2,500 of those die every hour and wind up in hell to spend eternity in hell, or about 60,000 of those per day, or about 25 million per year die and wind up in hell. In our efforts to reach the 41%, we as the church, we as the church are sending one missionary to the 41% for every 30 missionaries that we send to the 59% of the world that already has access to the gospel. And we are sending full-time Christian workers at the rate of 0.37% of all full-time Christian workers live and work among the 41% of the world who doesn't have access to the gospel. And we as Christians, just Christians, we're not missionaries, we're not full-time Christian workers, we're just Christians, less than 0.01% of those of us who are not full-time workers or missionaries, live and work amongst the 41% of the world who do not have access to the gospel. But in our efforts to support those who are going to reach the 41% of the world who don't have access to the gospel, we're giving a whopping 50 cents out of every $50,000 that come into our household toward efforts to support reaching the 41%. And so my question for you is this. Do these numbers that we've looked at, do these numbers represent a church whose primary mission is in line with God's heart, who, a God who has a missionary heart to make his name great and his salvation known amongst all groups of people in the world? And so I want to challenge you to spend some time thinking about that. Spend some time with God. Hey, you don't have to trust me. Go look these up yourself. Go look these up yourself. And before we start pointing fingers at the church, just remember we individually as a group make up the church. So we are part of the church. So like I said, I know this was a lot of numbers. If you wanna go look these up, you can. You can go to the website, uh, dmcp365.com. They're there, won't cost you anything. You don't have to give your email or anything. Just go there, you can look them up. And so until next time, let's go out and be about doing our job which is being an ambassador for the king to let the world know that God is reconciling the world to himself through Jesus Christ. Because remember, we are not living for now. We are living now for eternity.